In the words of the Bodines, see, I can see good things for you and I. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to the Fatman Chronicles episode 147, FMC runs Chicago Chapter 18, 17 weeks to the race. I'm Pete, and with me is my buddy Dave, and right now I'm hoping one of these two middle-aged dads makes it to a start line sometime in the next couple of years. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> right? Goals! I, it just, it's, I was doing so well, so well. All right, then we'll start it. Start us off. But Pete, no. update <laughs> for today. Oh, oh. No, oh, man. Well, so last episode, you know, I kind of talked about my my headache, and I thought, hey, it's not a migraine. I was I was wrong. It was a migraine, and it lasted uh, for three full days. To the point where I was on the couch, mm-hmm. um, not able to do anything at all, really. I mean, I barely could function. I was able to rally to do a couple of things. Uh, I went to my niece's goddaughter's eighth grade graduation, but I had been basically, other than taking Michaela to swim when it wasn't storming here, uh, that was really all I did. I took medications. I didn't do anything. Michaela, I felt horrible for because typically, as everybody knows, Gretchen works from home, but she was in the city of Chicago all week last week with her new uh, teammate, employee. So it was rough, man. And it got to the point on Wednesday where I was literally in tears mm-hmm. uh, because the pain was relentless. Now, does migraine does migraine medication, and I'm not familiar, prevent yeah. it, or s- theoretically make it tolerable? So there's two different kinds of migraine meds. Uh, right now, there's one. If you see the commercial with, it's one of the Kardashians. I'm gonna guess Chloe. I believe is the one and I think it's called Nurtec and it's like the first migraine medication to prevent and treat uh, as they come on. So I take a preventative, which is really, I think it's a blood pressure med. It's called propranolol. And it took me about a year and a half to be able to say that correctly. So it's not an easy thing to, to say, but it's a great med. And coincidentally, Gretchen's on the same one. Same dose. So mm-hmm. if we ever run out, that's like the one time I think you actually could share a med. Uh, but anyway, that one helps me prevent them. There's only one thing that I can figure out that is still a problem, and that are and that's certain weather systems. Mm-hmm. So, and the way a migraine works is you kind of you you get pain. All over, but it's really concentrated behind one eye, typically. Yeah. And it's robbing. I know people who suffer from them, and it's always... I don't know anyone who it doesn't put them on their butt. Like, it's debilitating. I've taken people to the hospital for it in my paramedic days, and I never really knew if the medication... If there was a preventative, or it just kind of lessens... Yeah, so then, everyone I know who has migraines, it's a day or two in bed, no like stimulation, lights off, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough because you don't really sleep, but you rest, and I mean, you're just in pain, but everything bothers you, so you're just alone with pain and your thoughts, mm-hmm. which nobody should be alone with yeah, my thoughts. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, especially me. Uh, and so I do have, like, if when it comes on, I have a strong medication to help alleviate pain. And to your point, it doesn't really necessarily, it doesn't cure it. It just lessens pain mm-hmm. to the point where it's tolerable to, to, to go about the day. It kind of knocks me on my butt. And so... The med I, does. The med does, yeah. On top of... But it allows me to sleep a little bit, right? Sure. Which, which does help. A lot of times, Dave, I'll be honest, I actually have to to get sick to my stomach for any relief um, from from it. Like, that's how bad these things get. The pain gets so bad that you, you literally throw up. So, uh, in this case, I took the med, didn't work, and... You got to remember at the same time I'm having this hip issue, mm-hmm. right? Still, still having this hip issue, and so I finally and I and I ran out of the hardcore med, but I was in too much pain to go get it <laughs> from the pharmacy, and I've got nobody around to help, right? Yeah, and uh, I eventually just said, okay. On Wednesday, I, I'm like, I have no choice at this point but to basically lay down until it's like the last possible minute um, to then go get my meds and get Michaela to her, I think it was a Girl Scout activity that night. And it's and it's rough. And I, but I, I basically laid on that couch and then... It got to the point where I could drive at least. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't affecting my vision. Finally, it was. It was just like okay, it hurts, but I can, I can handle it. Hurt, and I got the med. And I, as as everybody knows, like I'm not drinking or eating a ton of sugar. But one of the things that helps is to take that med with a big volume of Coca Cola. And I don't know if it's a combination of sugar and caffeine yeah, yeah. or what, but I went to McDonald's and got a large Coke and had that mad and drank that Coke while she was at her activity. Yeah, at that point, it, if you know it's going to help. I, I had to do whatever out, I had to do. Yeah, rules go out the window at that it, point. A, absolutely. And it finally cleared up a full three days later because this started Sunday night in the tent. Yeah, I saw one post in the FMC page, and I don't get notifications, but I looked there, and you had it was at a you were at the point where you were thanking someone for wishing you to feel better, and you had said that it's almost time to it's almost doctor time. Yeah, that was for the hip. Oh, for uh, the hip. Yeah, the the migraine doctors really can't do anything. I mean, I. Yeah. I've been through my battery of tests. I've had all the scans. I've had every test. You, know, you just do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I know mo- for the most part how to kind of keep them at bay. And the propranolol has helped a lot. I mean, I've never had a preventative that's worked as well as this. And I think now, I even tried this years ago. And that, But that's newer, isn't it? Uh, a preventive medicine for migraines? Like... Not newer, like one, two years, but five, six, seven-ish? No, well, so I think specific medications, like formulated to prevent migraines, like that's their uh, that's their main purpose. I think those are newer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've repurposed a lot of different medications over the years. I mean, there's been antidepressants that they've, you know, uh, repurposed to try to help prevent migraines because right. they... They figure it out over time, right? With so many people using the drug, sure, hey, sure. this helps with this too, right? Kind of like diabetes meds and right now. There's a, a slew of them that are like, oh, wait, that helps with weight loss, right? And now they're, hey, can we get it approved for weight loss? Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, and I'm not sure this is entertaining pod, but if you suffer <laughs> from migraines, like you get it. And if you don't, it's tough to explain because people think oh bad headache boohoo bad headache right like it i wish it was a bad headache yeah well i don't know anyone (laughs) 
but migraines are another world. Yeah, and that's why I asked because I don't know anyone who suffers from migraines who at some point, like sometimes they're functional, like you could tell they're uncomfort they're uncomfortable in pain, but they're functioning. And there's other times that it's just lights out in the bed, debilitating. I'll see you in two days. Yeah. Yep, and, I, and that's true. Yep. And I know Farica, not migraines, but she used to get headaches a lot, and they changed one of her medications, and that really helped with her. Just, I think it was just a coincidence that hey, maybe it's the meds, and so I was, you know, the medical geek inside me. Yeah, was curious about all this stuff. Yeah, but for your, sure. But your hip is still bothering you, but your headache is, your migraine is resolved. Is that a it, yeah, I mean they they get, it's a it's gone. I've had um I could tell the preventative is doing its job because I'll start Good. to feel something and then, you know, it kind of subsides. So for from my head from the head, I'm fine. Um the hip, I'm going to the doctor today. Okay. It was feeling about where it's at now, which is decent. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay. Like I could tell there's something but it wasn't that bad, or it's not that bad today. So this was, I forget what day it was, maybe Thursday. I guess it was Thursday. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to go for a run. While Michaela's at her swim, I'll go do a quick, you know, three miles to to judge where I'm at. I wasn't a quarter mile in. And it went from, you know, on a pain scale from 1 to 10 of, of like a a 2 to like a 7. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, and I you can't. don't remember any like pop or misstep or anything? Interesting. No. I, my guess is this is somehow a strain or something that's just going to take weeks versus a week. Yeah. That's my guess, but... I don't want to mess with it at my age. I, I've already had to go to the doctor so much this year that, you know, my, like, we have like a two-phase deductible. I already hit that first phase, so I might as well go. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like, not like I'm paying a lot to go. And I hate, but I, it's all, I it, I hate going to the doctor, but it it's bothering me enough that there's no way. Like, and we're 17 weeks to the race. So, like, if right. this doesn't resolve soon... You know, I set up, I was excited last week, right? I'm talking about the other races I have now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go, and I'm still excited. And, and maybe he'll say, look, this is nothing. Another week of rest, and you're probably fine. Here are, you know, maybe you go see a PT, or here's some things you want you might want to consider doing. But I haven't even done much. Like, I got on a bike just to see, and I, I could feel it, but it wasn't as bad. yeah. Um, because probably because there's, I mean, there's just no impact, right? Mm-hmm. And in preparing to have some s- sort of exercise, that if if it's an if it's like, hey, you can't have the impact for a while, uh, I'm getting the bikes out. You know, I've got a road bike and a and a I don't know what do you call those, like just comfort bike, like uh-huh. you know, it's just like more upright or whatever. Um, Rob will be very disappointed. I don't know the names of all my bikes. Uh, But I'm going to get those tuned up so that I can get out there and do some biking and hopefully some strength. I I found a whole, like, upper body routine that I'm going to do because what I was going to do involved upper and lower. But, like, I'm afraid to do anything lower until I have a diagnosis, right? Um, Any thought that it's the zero-drop shoes? Oh, it very well could be, but it yeah. would be a little bit odd to me. Because you've been only... in them a while. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. it was like the, fir- like the first two weeks that I used them, my shins were killing me. You're right, right, right. right? And that's, they put that, they, they're they way open about that. Yeah. Like, hey. Yeah. Interesting. And, and ultras are cushioned. Right. So I would get it if they were zero drop and like, Minimal like cushion. racing flats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would get that, but they're cushioned, 
Yeah. Zero drop shooting. And why only one leg? And I mean, hips are hips are awful. They're just dumb. I don't even know why we need them. <laughs> they really should have. We really should have a different human design that. Yeah, yeah. Takes this stupid hinge out of the way so that we don't have these issues. So I mean, the yeah, I'm fascinating to hear what it is or what it, what the doc says, especially with no like uh, like no like um, mechanism of injury or point of impact. Like you know, you're going up a hill and you're like, ooh. Right, I didn't step right on that or, yeah. or something. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I you could get an overuse injury, right? Like from from things too. Yeah, but don't you do hip exercises? I do. Like an opening kind of routine to get the hips open up. I do. Yeah, yeah and I've got strength stuff that I that I do. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. I, the one good thing is, like, Coach Holly Ann has. <laughs> has been through two hip surgeries in the last several yeah. years. So if anybody understands hip... Yeah, you're destined to be together. Right? If anybody understands that, it's how. So uh, she's super um, supportive, and which is great. You know, not that any coach would, wouldn't be, right? Like, you know, when I was with Andy, he's fantastic with this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but you've got somebody with Hal who understands it, gets it, and... Look, I'm determined to figure it out and still get out there and race. But at the same time, I'm much more determined to find a way to stay active and healthy. That's sure. If if I cannot run Chicago, okay, so be it. I mean, you know, it's funny because I've had a lot of thoughts about this, but I really think that the marathon itself is and i'm speaking for me is really the least important thing of this whole like journey and conversation you and i have been talking about right like it's morphing into so much more than just two 50 year old guys running a marathon yeah for sure i mean it's the podcast itself the journey that we're on and like i've been saying it's the process that i'm falling in love with right like yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's the process uh, it's the routines getting these things in order and whether that's running or cycling or rowing or uh weightlifting or whatever it's going to be Doug, can you swim do you have are you a swimmer no yes no, that would, I, if I if my athletic dream to be anything would be a good swimmer, I want the body of a swimmer. I you know what I don't really want to swim. Yeah, it's funny because you know, like my whole life, I've been going to all like uh, the Jewish community centers wherever I live. I always have a pool. Um, I'll go to. I used to go to a health club in a the neighboring town, and there'd be like these. Uh, you know, these older women and men in their like 70s or 80s and they could dog paddle swim, right, for like an hour, hour and a half. And I swim 25 yards and I'm gassed. I want to <laughs> be like that 90-year-old Russian woman who could swim for an hour and a half to two hours. Like just doesn't care about anything. It's just doing her thing back and forth. And it's, you know, that's what I... Not that I, I, I just, I would love to be able to go and swim for like an hour, like just comfortably back and forth, like how meditative and therapeutic and, you know, exercise wise, there's not many better than swimming, but I would love to be that person who can just get in a pool and swim. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I might be interested in that. Like I've just never, so the fact is I don't float. So Swimming is a chore when your <laughs> like, body doesn't that can, float. That can't be a problem. Right? Because <laughs> you have to be in constant motion then, right? Because there's no, like, you can't just turn over and starfish, right? Right. I, I, I sink when I do that. <laughs> it, it's, I think, a family trait. My dad is not a, a, yeah. a swimmer, doesn't like the water. Now, Michaela loves the water, loves it. Is her program working? Uh, her fear is, is subsiding. But Excellent. 
they had her, you know, turn to float, and I don't, I don't know if she floats either. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm not the person though to figure it out, right? Like, this yeah. is where, this is where Mama not being able to be there matters, right? Because I'm looking at it going. This poor kid is needs an instructor at all times, like near her or holding on to her. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, I, I I think it's gonna work for her. But I mean, it's also I do have the thought. I I might be told, look, you got to get in the pool, right? Like to have to have something, and it's gonna take a lot for me to do that. But I would be willing to suck up my pride and put it on like my sixty by sixty list that I'm you know constructing, um, <laughs> and learn how to actually swim. And be able to go, like, in high school, like, I nearly failed gym because I couldn't swim across one length of the pool. Yeah. I mean, I was in such a panic. I, I can't even tell you the toll that took on me. Uh. Like, how bad that was. And you're just being berated yeah. by, the, by the gym teacher. Oh, especially in our day. Yes, because yeah. somehow it couldn't just be that you you don't have the capability, like, literally not... The capability it's yeah, yeah. that you're an idiot right like <laughs> no, i could totally be lazy, hear <laughs> you know you're exaggerating you know yeah, yeah. you're getting sworn at like it's it's so awful and it's like stuck in my mind and yeah i, I like so can i swim five feet ten feet i yeah, mean yeah, i yeah. don't know like <laughs> yeah that's funny i could totally picture like my when i was in high school and I went 85 to 89. My high school teaching staff was the highest tenured staff in the state of Illinois at the time. So every one of my teachers was just like 1960s reared, like the football coaches were, had been there for forever and big wads of chewing tobacco with the drool coming out, just berating you for anything, right? Like I can only imagine... You and and like here, there's no such thing as a pool in a high school, right? Or high school swim teams. I can only imagine like some, you know, PE coach in his PE shorts, right? The polyester shorts, just screaming at you that oh, yeah. you're a moron and can't get across the pool. Yeah, just just watch the Goldbergs, and you kind of get you kind of get a. Wait till Bill Goldberg comes on, the brother of the gym teacher, and then. You know, that's really what we had, right? Like, yeah, just, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, but that's it, so and, awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's, I mean, they weren't awful. I mean, look, they, we had good, they were good, but it, <laughs> it was the day, right? Like, that's yeah. what kind of happened back then. And you got called names, and yeah, you were a meatball, or if you're <laughs> if you're lucky, right? Like, that's yeah. that's the good things you were called, and um, you know, it's it was always interesting. So. Yeah. I, the fact is, it's not my favorite thing. So Michaela's, biking, it is. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd be willing to get into a, into a pool and try, mm-hmm. but it's going to have to be something where I can t- touch the entire way, or I can be on the side, right, where I can grab yeah. something. And I'll need it. I'll need some instruction, which I'm totally willing to get. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I prefer to do some cycling. I haven't done a lot in a long time, and I'm actually kind of. Excited about getting on the bike is cross training anyway. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Either way, so um, yeah, I've got some other updates, but I've been talking a lot. What's been going on with you? How was your week? You, you're coming off a really good week the week before, so how'd you do? I I had a decent week, so um, and it was more by circumstance. Farika did come down with the COVID, so um, officially, so she was really sick quarantine in her room uh we have uh bedrooms upstairs and a master downstairs so Bray and i locked her in her up in the upstairs room office for a couple days so it was just difficult being a, a single parent and trying to get in right if i walk three miles it's an hour if i walk four or five miles it's an hour and a half so i didn't really get any purposeful like four and a half mile, five mile walks in. But when I had time, like if Bray was at his swim lesson or his swim team practice, I would walk the parking lot of the pool. If I'm taking Bray to the gym while Bray was lifting, I'd do some walking. So I had intentional, purposeful walks. 
I didn't have, like I can't tell you that I walked three days, three miles a day in that fourth day of four and a half mile. But I had a great week. I did some, you know, the purposeful stuff and uh, I didn't have a bad eating week, right? I still have to, um, I was much better on the food prep and having food in the house, but I still need to do better with that. But I'm in a great mood. I'm still in a great mental mindset continuing of what uh, was last week. But was I as successful as last week? No. But um, Ferrica's back to normal. We've allowed her to come out of her cave upstairs. And uh, she's doing some more stuff. So I had a crazy busy week at the bakery because of um, high school graduate graduation week. So uh, it was just a week, but it went bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't uh, a terrible week. Far better uh, than it has been in the past. And I probably got, you know, 30, 40 minutes of purposeful walking in a day, just putting in the, you know, a little bit here and there during Bray's activities. So it was all right. How was uh, stuff for diet and alcohol and, and that, that aspect? I can always do better uh, food-wise. I made, I'm really having, um, I, I made Bray dinner last night. And I look at what I feed him and I look at what I feed myself. And I, you know, I have some days that are great eating days and I have some great days that I'm terrible eating, but I'm not consistent, right? I why need to why be, don't, I mean, why don't you just eat whatever you make him? Because I'm stupid. <laughs> right i i don't I'm fat and like other food yeah i know that i know that but I'm, i I'm don't pete so many people ask me that question and i really don't i really don't have an answer for that and i don't know why there's a psychologist somewhere out there in the world who can tell me why i put so much effort into him and so little effort into me I don't know why, right? I guess the, the, the reason I ask is less around that, right? Because the effort's already being made with his. A hundred percent. To make a meal for two and a meal for one, as you know, being a cook, there's literally, the difference is less than incremental to make yeah, dinner I'll, for two versus one, right? Pete, it would be, I, you, I was a chef for 25 years. I don't know how to make a meal for one person. Right. So whenever I make a meal, there's enough that both neighbors on each side of my house can come over and Farica and I and Braden can all eat in the meal. It literally would be as simple as I take two plates out of the cupboard, put them next to each other and put the exact same food on each plate and I could sit down and eat dinner. It really is. I will admit that I might be the biggest idiot on the planet because I do all the work, I put all the effort in, and literally all I have to do is put a scoop of rice on each plate, a scoop of beans on each plate. This is what he had for dinner yesterday. Broccoli on each plate and corn on each plate, right? That's all, everything was made and I've got more corn, more broccoli, more beans, and more rice in my fridge. And you know what I ate for dinner yesterday? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Right? It, I'm literally, like people when they listen to this, are they gonna, they're going to grab their heads and they're going to shake it. And they're going to be like, David is the biggest idiot in the world. And I don't know why. I don't do it. Breakfast, I made braid today, had grapes, peaches. Avocado toast, some vegan breakfast sausage, and oatmeal. And I didn't eat anything for breakfast today. So you didn't eat dinner last night or breakfast this morning. Nope. So you, you haven't eaten. Any- right. And at some point, I got to go to work after we talk. And I probably won't eat until something that I binge when I come home. Like I, my issues for food are like above and beyond like any normal person wow but in like and then in like two days i'll eat three great meals and then 
uh, you know, I'll fall through this trap again. And I don't have an answer for it. It really is complete laziness and dysfunctionalness. And probably somewhere in there, my little, like, I don't really like myself part of it is, you know, that little self-sabotage. Why does it all, Dave, all really I had to do was put a scoop of rice on a second plate. I guess what I was expecting to hear is that you made yourself some awful meal. I did not expect to hear. I just didn't eat. Mm. Like, I don't think if you were to poll, you know, 17 listeners, which may be the whole audience. Sorry, Amy. (laughs) The, um, I would think 17 out of 17 would have said, oh, you made yourself something awful or went out and got fast food or something. I don't think a single person would have said, oh, you just didn't eat. I didn't eat. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something to Yeah, though no, to, to to work through someday when when you get around to finding that there that thing. Yeah, and you know what? Someone a good friend of mine here is a big listener of the show and she came up to me and I knew she want you could you know you you could tell when someone wants to say something to you but they're unsure if they should say it. And of course, she started out with the uh, the pre qualifier. If, if I'm overstepping my boundaries, and uh, I'm like, just tell me. And she gave me um, a recommendation of a person who she sees, oh. and I thought that was uh, awesome because, like, I think it's kind of the purpose, the point of this show is that it's okay we need to talk about it and she's been with her person for like seven years and she really felt knowing she's known Farrakh and I for years and she felt that that person could really be a benefit to me and I really and I appreciated that so at some point soon uh, when I can put my machismo in the drawer I'll reach out and see if the guy's taken uh patience yeah i mean i I, that would be fantastic i mean that's awesome that she shared with you because uh, you know not all of us are willing to even say when we're in therapy much less say hey i think my my therapist could help you right yeah And, and you know like it's that people don't talk about it so now we have people talking about it and we have people saying hey it's okay here's where i go i think the guy could be a benefit for you and it's you know i'm still a hundred percent machismo meathead like i have a really hard time talking about it but i think uh it could it could help some people and i think it's a way for me uh to like break down the walls that i've set up and uh at some point i'm gonna have to go and deal with whatever issues are in there you know of the self-sabotage and all that stuff but you know, I didn't have a bad week. I don't, I don't want it to, um, I could have had a much better week. Uh, I'd like to go on a, um, um, I'm not drinking nearly as much as I have been, but I would like to just go back to where we were in the beginning and just not drink. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that that could always be helpful right i I don't think intrinsic intrinsically alcohol brings any benefit to any you know to any of us um real quick on the finding a therapist a couple of people i know who have been like you in the service before um in the military have and they're about our age uh have started using the benefits that all retired military people have, right? You Mm -hmm. have access to people um, and they've started going, I I assume that's through the VA. um, And and they've started seeing two, two different people have started seeing somebody just completely independent um, through the VA and found and found it to be incredibly helpful. So, you know, if you're out there listening and you come from a military background too, know that there are resources out there 
for mm. you to take advantage of. I mean, it, it's not the path for everybody and, it, you know, you may not connect, but I think that for them, at least part of the, of their experience in the military is where the problems stem. And so when you go through those resources, when you know that that's probably where at least part of where your issues are, they're well equipped to handle mm -hmm. that. Right. And I think that was one of the best parts of this is us. Um, it, you know, the show, this is us where they kind of showed how those issues from being in the military in war or in battle or in, and just seeing traumatic events, being a part of it can last a lifetime and that the VA can help. So, you know, just a, a little shout out. It just reminded me as you were talking, like that they mm -hmm. did that. And so it's pretty interesting. And they, one of them has pretty big problem with alcohol. So, you know, hopefully that'll help, help yeah, them start to get a handle on it. You know, I go back and forth on, I really wish we didn't have, like you can't watch a TV show or anything without alcohol. There's not really, there's no, there's no benefit, as you say, to drinking. But it's such, um, what's the word? It's so ingrained in our sports culture. You can't go to a picnic without it. You can't, like, you finished a day of work and you got to, you know, have a Corona and it takes you to this, the ocean beach. You know what I mean? Like, and it really, I wish, I wish it wasn't such a, uh, so, so ingrained in our, in our culture. Right. right. And does it, does it, does it harm me much more than it helps me? Uh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I so I had not drank at all. As a matter of fact, I was talking with somebody about Sugar Badger and, you know, they're like, oh, what's, you know, where was it? And, you know, we're talking. He's like, oh, that's near New Glarus. I'm like, oh, yeah, we went to dinner in New Glarus. And he's like, yeah. oh, I love that beer. Everybody always talks about the, the brewery. And I'm like, oh, yeah, at the, at the finish line, there was, you know, keg of Spotted Cow. And I'm like, I, I didn't even have any. And he's like, what's what's wrong with you? Right. right. Like, so it's it's. It's not like, oh, good for you or or just matter of fact, right? But like you skip it and it's like, hey, what, what's wrong with you? And yeah. I, so for the first time in months this week, I did, I did have a couple of drinks. And one was uh, we went out for dinner at, it's called Next Whiskey Bar. And... It was just like I asked Gretchen, like she's had a she was having a rough week, right? Like mm -hmm. with having to commute and everything else. And I'm like, hey, what do you want to do? And that's where she wanted to go. And I had a drink. I had a uh, whiskey sour, and it was good. It tasted good. It was it was pleasant. And it was one drink, and you know what have you. And then Gretchen and I got time alone because Michaela had her first first time where she ever went for a sleepover at somebody's mm -hmm. house, right? So we're alone and I'm like, you know what, let's get some sushi and I'm going to, we're going to pop a bottle and going to make a fire. Like, we'll get it to go. We'll have a fire outside. And it was great. And her and I had a, a couple of glasses of wine, maybe three. And I was lit, dude, like, <laughs> because I haven't drank. Yeah. So I was like way more inebriated than I planned on being. Yeah. Totally unnecessary, but it did remind me, like, hey, the reason I do like wine is the wine and food pairing, right? Mm -hmm. So if I want to have a glass here or there, I I will do it. But, like, it wasn't like, okay, well, I had those drinks. Now I'm going to keep having, like, it's going to come back to being the routine. Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. Like, I have no desire to have another glass right now. Um, and I'm sure that part of it was a little small pity party for for myself of being injured. But at the same time, I'm keeping my head up and like, it, it is what it is. We'll figure this out. But I did have a little bit there. And then, um, you know, I've had, my diet hasn't been perfect at a haul, um, which is never the goal, but I would rather it be 
on the continuum, I'd rather it be a little more towards the perfect side. Sure. It has not been. Uh, however, my volume has stayed down. So, I mean, one thing that I could say is through this, my volume intake, I mean, it's just, it's just less. So, my weight has actually stayed pretty steady to slightly down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a pretty big meal last night. We went out for some Chinese food. And part of that was like, hey, I've got a taste for this. Let's go get it done. And then now my goal is kind of my other thought process here is with this time of recovery, however long it takes, I want to concentrate on a little bit more weight loss. Right. See, and you know, Farrakh asked me is it today or yesterday. She asked me yesterday if my blood pressure medication was working. And I said, I guess it is. I don't really know. And she said, well, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, because I'm an idiot and I don't take my blood pressure. So, of course, that led to a conversation <laughs> where I'm just going to be the listener that she gave me. So, and I, we, we used to talk about weight loss on here. And I don't know if my blood pressure medicine is working because I don't take my blood pressure like a moron. And... I haven't really talked about weight loss, but I don't know how much I weigh, right? So my commitment to me and you, Pete, is I just, I wanted to bring this up today, was um, to be more informed and taking my uh, weight and blood pressure. So I'm going to reach out to you if you can hold me accountable on Mondays to be like, hey, what's your blood pressure, what's your weight look like? Because obviously I haven't been doing it on my own. And since we talk every Monday, I need you to be, or not, I need you to be, I would like you to be a little more stricter with me, if you will. Yeah, I, I weight loss is an interesting one. Blood pressure, I think, is pretty key, right? Weight loss is an interesting one because it needs... I'm more convinced than ever from myself. It's just a byproduct of putting certain habits in place. Yes. Right. But it's a marker. If it's if a, it's you, a data point. Yes. And if you don't know that data point, then you don't know if stuff is working or not. Right. Right. That's exactly it. And so it's interesting because I knew that my food choices had changed a little bit. And so I was scared to get on the scale, but I'm like, all right, I, I got to just suck it up, right? Like and I, I just think... got to get on the scale and turned out it was fine because I just don't eat as much as I used to. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to talk about because weight loss is super difficult. Weight loss in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s is super difficult. And I just think that it's, that's one thing that so many people can relate to is the struggle of losing weight. And now every time I watch TV, this, um, what is it? Golo commercial comes out. Do you have those in Chicago? I don't know. Cause I don't have, oh, yeah, you, we, we talked about, you don't have TV, but it's like a, uh, it's a pill you take, um, for weight loss and there's a program with it and, now, um, I listened to a, um, a wellness podcast, and they had a fantastic conversation about pills for weight loss and where those are going, and why is it wrong if we have medicate if you if you have diabetes, you can take a pill for it. If you have high blood pressure, you can take a pill for it. You have all these things that if you're sick, you could take a a pill for it and there's a medication that why is why is it why is there the stigma on weight loss medication and i just thought it was a fascinating conversation i mean that's definitely that. an interesting yeah it, it was is fascinating. an conversation you know and i my guess is that part of it is going to be that for the weight is mostly controlled by your dietary choices so if your dietary choices don't change i.e you don't cut your volume down 
Right, but no then pill, people no, no pill should help, right? Like it's not going to help. Right, so right. That, but like people who take blood pressure medication, like they could still have a like I used to work with a guy in the firehouse. He's like I take blood pressure medication so I can eat like this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean I get it, right? But I think a lot of that stuff too. It's just it, you've got social norms, right? And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, that's always been an issue. And I think most of that also stems from the fact that we've never in the past, I, I'm not saying now because it looks like we've kind of turned this corner. We didn't really have effective ways to manage weight loss with a pill. It was pretty much just legalized speed. Right? So <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's the other thing. There's a stigma attached to people just taking uppers and yeah. keeping themselves, you know, from, from eating that way. But I mean, I, I don't know enough about these things to talk about them intelligently. Mm-hmm. I know that pl- there's one called Planety now, which is you take a series of pills like before you eat, I think, and it just helps you feel fuller. Yeah. I, I think um, that's supposed to be a pretty good aid. Um, for for some people, I, I don't know anything about it, if it's good, bad, or in between. And then I also know there are now two different medications for weight loss. I think they may have been initially for diabetes, where you give yourself an injection once a week, and they're showing massive weight loss, like mm-hmm. 30 to 50 pounds of, of weight loss. Yeah, I'll um, take two. As... Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not, sh- I'm not giving myself a shot every week. Yeah. If I could, I mean, it, that's like my last resort. Um, but I, I will say that I think we need to take this. If these things are FDA approved, which they are, I think we need to take the stigma off of it. Right. Yeah. And, and that was the whole point of the conversation. And, and, and I, I think, thought it was really good. Yeah. And, and I, as well as to me, it's not any different than having surgery right Mm -hmm. gastric bypass or a band lap band or any of the other solutions that some people need um to move on in their in their health journey right so if we're gonna allow these things then let's let's allow them and i mean if that if somebody needed to do that fine i still i will still argue you've got to figure out a way to have your life like tweak a little bit because that's only going to get you so far. Right. Eventually you, you've got to do something on, you know, what, what your lifestyle looks like. Mm-hmm. But I, if you need some help getting there, I'll, you know, more power to you. I, I don't have a desire to do it today, yeah. but I wouldn't blame anybody at all, especially oh, the no. shots. Like if you're willing to take those shots, like those things look, highly effective yeah so, like it, i could easily give myself a shot once a week for sure i wouldn't have any problem with that yeah I mean, i'd I mean, much I rather stick someone else with a needle but <laughs> if i had to right. do it myself that's okay yeah i mean i know somebody who was looking at the plenity solution you know just because it's so easy i think it's just take four pills before each meal or something or yeah you know um and they didn't qualify though because of BMI. Mm-hmm. So like for plenity, the BMI has to be like within a certain range. Like I don't think you can be over a 40 yeah. BMI. And I think that they were. Um, and that disqualifies you, right? And I mean, one of my big things, like I'm, I want to get under uh, a certain BMI. Not that I, I believe in the metric, but unfortunately insurance does. Right. So you've got to get below these thresholds in order to have without to not get a fat tax basically right 100 so uh i gotta look at that so definitely dude let's let's talk about the weight loss portion of this i mean it's been part of this show from the very beginning yeah and i and i would like i have not put through my little um whatever you want to call it my down phase of this four month (laughs) trip that we've been on it i really lost focus on it and i would like to put more focus on it and i think just having you having it be like a segment 
kind of thing, if you if you will, I think that would be. It's an accountability that, uh, or help. Do you want me to make you step on the scale live? Well, no one will see it, but I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Like it's it's asking for help is not easy, and it's more it's taking more steps and being like, hey, yeah, I need some help. And then yeah. here's here's another. Um, conversation that I wanted to talk about today since we do so much uh, planning for this show is does does the marathon so you have your history with the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. if your goal was you've run a marathon before mm-hmm. is running the marathon exciting to you or would conquering the grand canyon be more exciting to you does that make sense like i've run Mm -hmm. the running a marathon in baltimore is not very exciting to me the process and the journey that we're going on is awesome but it's not it's kind of like I've been there, done that. I want, I want a bigger challenge. Is that my like trying to jump over the moon, or is that right? You would you be more excited to conquer the Grand Canyon than to run Chicago? Would that change this process for you? If ultimately that's what it was. So that's a really good question, and. I'm not sure my answer is going to make sense to anybody but me. That's okay. Right now, the Grand, like going back to the Grand Canyon and hiking that, and going out on a 10 mile bike ride mean the same to me. My challenge. Has, my my view of what is a challenge has has shifted. Mm-hmm. The greatest challenge that I'm facing is being consistently healthy and consistently active. That's the biggest challenge. If I do all the work, it doesn't matter if it's a 5K run. 20 mile bike ride, the Grand Canyon, a marathon, a hundred miler. You can do it. It doesn't matter because the challenge was everything leading to that. Now, you need some specific training to do some of those things. But I am much, like, I, um, a, a friend of the show has reached out on the Grand Canyon. And there's a group of guys that kind of go back there fairly regularly, right? Mm-hmm. And they're willing to be there with me across the canyon. I don't know. I don't know any of them. Right. But in, in, in old me, that would have terrified, right? Mm-hmm. Like people I don't know. I, I don't want to let anybody down. Now I think about, Hey, yeah, someday soon. I want, I want to do that. And to me, the challenge is getting there ready and prepared and then overcoming the mental block of being with strangers. Right. 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 Um, but doing that with people and being able to learn their story while hiking through one of the most beautiful places on earth, mm-hmm. that experience, I'm all in. If we got to do that at a 5K, other than being, maybe we should make it that longer, a half marathon, because 5Ks are pretty much breathless the whole way. But if we could do that at a half marathon, I'd be just as excited, yeah. right? To hear their stories and, sure, sure. and, and hear them. So I don't know if that makes sense to you but like how i view challenges has changed like could i do a hundred miler maybe i don't really want to right now yeah 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 but it's more it goes back to the david clark i want to be the person who runs marathons not the person who runs a marathon yeah yeah and, and 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 i i and i think i'm really in a uh like a growing phase as an adult that I'm not really familiar with. And, and like I've run nine marathons and running another marathon 
is exciting, but it's not, I don't know if that's what I hope to get out of this, right? And listening to you say that the challenge is me resonates. Like I totally get that. It may be that that's what I'm identifying with now is that the challenge is really me. The challenge is not running 26 miles through Baltimore. So my only question to you would be, have you, do you feel like you've ever, of those nine marathons, do you feel that you ever did it the right way? Hell no. <laughs> All right, so that to me is kind of the same, right? Like I, I was fairly prepared. I had a, you know, a pretty big back problem, but I was fairly prepared for the One City Marathon. I would like to do do a marathon though, like where my where where it just worked out, right? Like where my training was spot on. So the consistency mm-hmm. makes a great marathon. I when I look back at one city, I think about my back hurting a little bit, but what I really think about is I spent twenty six point two miles with Rob, and right. that's in Chicago. You know, spending, you know, Kev will probably end up outrunning me somehow. You know, he is much younger. Um, but spending a little bit of time with Kevin and Holly Ann and, and other people, right, at the marathon is much more exciting to me. And if I, if for whatever reason I can't run it, right, and that's not where my mind is. I'm not saying, like, I'm, I've got some negative mindset at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if, if I can't, I'm still going to be there. And... I'm going to put a lot of effort into cheering on and giving support to Kevin and or Holly Ann or whoever else is, you know, John and and all these other people who are on the course, right? Every person who passes, I'm going to be your cheerleader, right? And and that's where the effort's going to be focused. Mm -hmm. I would like, but, but the, the chat, like challenge to me I mean, life is challenging, dude. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. So, like as we know, like I, the, I love that you and I are going to talk about weight loss because, like, hearing that, like, oh, I just didn't eat for twenty four hours, like it, it worries me, man. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, that that worries me. That's not healthy habits. Oh, I Pete, at all, I, and you know I, that. I, yeah, yeah, I have terrible habits. Right. <laughs> And it's the same, like, if I got down in the dumps, we stop recording because I don't want to get on here and admit, like, oh, no, <laughs> right? I, I, it, I'm i thinking about alternatives, not because I believe I'm injured long term, but because what if? Like, it's it's the, it's very, like, we talked about the Stoics, you know, last week. It's a very Stoic way of thinking, right? Like, you think mm-hmm. about worst case scenarios, you have alternatives. And then if it happens, everything's matter of fact. And that's where I'm trying to get with life because I'm a reactionary person. I'm temperamental. I'm trying to get away from that. And challenges are the same, right? The reason we love challenges, guys like us like challenges, right? Because it puts us on this high. Yeah. It's all the way up here. Well, and we live our lives so low, typically, that Mm -hmm. that high is, is inordinately meaningful. What I'm looking for is that we move up that daily life to the point where a challenge now is is incrementally bigger, right? Yeah. And you've got so much going for you with uh, the way Bray is disciplined, right? And and you're helping him with that. And a small tweak in mindset or just action for you is going to get you there. Yeah, right I, there. I, I said that my friend Mike is uh uh he's a i went to paramedic school with him here and he is a um a big ocean person right like fishing boating uh he's one of i think there's six people ever who did this uh 300 mile stand-up paddleboard through the everglades race just a phenomenal dude and uh he's doing this sailing thing with, uh, he has a son who's Braden age. And I said something to Farica, like how cool it is that Mike, um, has the ocean to share with his kids, right? Fishing, boating, sailing, all this stuff. And she looked at me, she's like, 
you and Brayden have so much together too. I really wish you could see it, and I can't see it. And um, man, I just lost my train of thought. But I, I'm learning how to see the value in everything that um, Brayden and I do, and that Mike has the ocean to give to his kids. That I I give something to Brayden in a different way, and I and I have that. Like, I don't think I have that, but I'm learning that I have that thing with Braden. Ours is just different and not as tangible as the ocean. But Braden, yeah. did, he, he did thank me the other day for uh, not babing him. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. like he was in a, in a, in a group where uh, there must have been like a lot of, um, like, not baby talk, but like, talking to their kids like they were six not 13 so i got a text message he said hey thanks dad for not babying me i appreciate it <laughs> i think that when it, you look at somebody like your buddy mike and what they're sharing with their kid i think it's uh possible because uh, I, I i really relate to that it's the uh, he's doing it actively right so i think a lot of times the stuff that we've shared with our kids is passive, right? Like you're, you're at the, the you're at field, you know, watching him throw, recording it, but you're not throwing with him, right? right. You're, you're at the pool or at the gym and we're watching, right? Right. It's, but, when and, we, it's when we participate. So I think that as you keep going, right. And you're working out at the same time he's working out, you're, like then you're you know when you're sharing the barbell right mm -hmm. it's much more meaningful than watching him yeah the barbell. and what i what i really when she said that to me yesterday is if you it clicked for a minute that like yesterday bray and i were at the high school throwing and it's him and i the music is going, we're laughing, we're having a good time. And it took us a time to get there. But it's really a time of him and I being father, son, and bonding. And that time that my buddy Mike and his kid are in a sailboat on the ocean, it's their time together and their time together and Bray and I's time together are the same. Right? Oh, yeah. Braden will grow up and he'll remember that time we shared in the circle and his kid will remember that time they sailed they were on in the boat together but the bond isn't any different just because i think that being in the water is cooler than being in the throw circle but being in the throw circle is the exact same thing A absolutely i mean there's I, there's only one one reason i got into that tent <laughs> you know, yeah 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 right like that's not for me, right? But it's yeah. for that time together. It, it, you know, that's one of the great things about social media is those memories, right, that pop up. And, you know, one popped up from 13 years ago where I had the older kids and we went to San Diego with my mom. Like, we went to Arizona and then we drove to San Diego and back. And, mm -hmm. like, Daniel, I think, remembers it. Lily's doesn't, unfortunate, right? But I've, I've got it, right? And that bond that's formed you know, doing that, um, them, her, you know, the three of us driving out to Arizona ourselves from here, right? We're going to always remember that there, it's different than spending it in the ocean. Sure. Different than a throw circle, but we've all got our thing. And that definitely is what we've got to keep that eye on. Right. Um, but I think if, as you get healthier and are able to be more active alongside Bray, it's going to only strengthen the bond. A hundred percent. Right. And when you're eating the same meal as him and not skipping dinner, right? That's gonna it's it's odd to say, but I think that increases the bond, right? Oh, a hundred I think it would change things uh dramatically. That you know, we don't we don't sit down and eat together, but he he sees, right? He knows, he sees kids see everything. Oh, a hundred percent. He okay. sees that, you know. Um, you know, he's a, a rock and defined and he's get you know, getting pecs and people stop and talk to him and, 
he gets stopped at the gym all the time now about his lifting. We're at a new gym for the summer. So people stop him and stop me all the time. Be like, hey, what's your deal? And uh, he sees me trying to lug his 60 pounds worth of throw equipment in our wagon up the hill, you know, and I'm gasping. And he's laughing at me. And he's like, when would you get this old? I'm like, 51 years ago, you jerk, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, well, man, good stuff. I mean, it sounds like you're you're getting in a better headspace to make Yeah, and that's why, like, I, did I have a great, did I walk 15 miles last week? I really didn't. But I feel like I'm making so much progress in this thing coming out of whatever doldrums I've been in for so long that um, I, I, I will take another solid week and call it a success nice yeah man awesome well if unless you got anything else we're gonna wrap her up so i can get the kid to swimming and i can get to a doctor's appointment and yeah i look forward to hearing yeah yeah i'll, I'll probably post um you know as soon as i know or you know at least ping you guys you and a few others letting you know it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's it's just part of just part of life. So let's figure it out and and move her move her forward. There you go. Be right, better dude. today. What's that? <laughs> Be better today. Who says that? I've, I don't know. I'm Sub gonna guy. End, end that way. That's really good. <laughs> Sub guy. It's a fantastic hashtag. <laughs> Somebody should put that on a mug. Um, all right. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> You've been listening to episode 147 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, Chapter 18. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Feel free to ping myself or Dave anytime on social media. We're here to chat, be friends. And if, hey, if you know somebody who needs a virtual friend or two, go ahead and share the show with them. It's the way to be, you know, nice to. Dave and I pretend like we're making a difference. (laughs) And in the meantime, everyone get out there and be better today.